Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. In this episode, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Lillian Rayfeld, Professor of Nursing at Three Rivers Community College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. There is something else beautiful that you said about the learning experience of your students. I don't know if this is something that you kind of think about often, but you described it as this kind of process of coming undone and then coming back together again. And that there is this vulnerability in the, uh, the coming undone. And honestly, this is something that happens to all of us through, throughout our lives, um, Mm -hmm. in our decision-making and this kind of lovely description of how, you know, it is in that vulnerability and the, the strength that they're finding when things do come back together again, that's kind of solidifying why they really did make the best choice for themselves in moving into this particular field and the, the kind of life-changing impact that it has had on them to, to do so. Um, and I was curious, um, with some of the students as they're kind of going through this process of, you know, coming undone and coming back to together again and sharing some of what they've done um, after they've gone through their reviews. It sounds like they do sometimes have the opportunity to share these um, portfolios or maybe some curated versions of that with external audiences. If they have shared with you, um, you know, what, what that experience was like and maybe some of the feedback that they got from, from those audiences, whether it was from family or friends, or um, maybe some of them have used the e-portfolios to get employment. Um, I would love to hear if you've gotten some stories from students about, about that aspect as well. Um. Many stories from family and friends who they're like, oh, so this is why I never saw you Um, (laughs) or because there was so, (laughs) you know, there there are are activities that you miss when you're in any professional program. Right. So it just it, it helped solidify the family and how they helped with dinners or whatever they helped with at different points. Um, And a sense of pride, right? A sense of pride. When we have the pinning ceremony, some students have taken pictures from different experiences and they put together a whole slideshow with while people are coming into the auditorium waiting for the ceremony to begin. So there's that whole visual and, and, you know, from the beginning, all right, you know, funny pictures too. And, and so, so maybe not as many patient (laughs) stories, but stories about themselves. Okay. So that's there. Um, 
the the employers is an actual interesting question um and that's possibly because we're regarded well so i will say electronically students can put the link to an e-portfolio another mm-hmm. e-portfolio not their learning portfolio that they've used all the time but a a more polished um portfolio that they want to share they do put that mm-hmm. link on that electronic submission. And the feedback we've gotten is that some people actually click into it, but some people do not because they prefer mm-hmm. an in-person interview, right? So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but, but I will share one thing with you in how portfolios are being used, let's say for me professionally, right? Okay. So it's Mm -hmm. not the beautiful story portfolio, right? What it is, is I just reapplied for my certified nursing educator, um, you know, renewal. And what was interesting to me, you have to do this every five years, you can either take the exam or submit how you're meeting each of the eight outcomes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I did it. I submitted it. Do you, you know, it was a portfolio system, right? Provide a reflection, mm-hmm. an artifact, and how um, you've achieved this. And I got a response back within a day, all right, that you have now earned wow. your next five-year renewal. So in previous years, you did fill out electronic submissions, but it wasn't set up in a portfolio. So, right, right. So it's a different type of portfolio, but I would say that the speed in which I received my reply was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so in that sense, there's that. Um, the schools per se, um, also, some students share. We have many articulation agreements, so there's multiple factors of why. Um, students articulate into different programs. Um, But again, Mm -hmm. I think it's the thinking process. It may not be the actual product, but it's the thinking process Mm -hmm. that has been developed in the student that helps them to succeed with employer interviews and with then school work um, and graduate work. and in academia, actually, many of the four-year ac- um, academic settings, they ask for portfolios. So those people that have access to previous work they've done can be used. And do you know for the students that may be developing uh, these more kind of, I think you referred to them as polished versions of their portfolio um, that aren't the same portfolios where they may have been doing more of their storytelling or these kind of mm-hmm. case studies of their experiences. Um, do you know what the the process is like for them as they may be creating that um, additional portfolio? As we're working, and I'm asking this because as we're working with different institutions and organizations around uh, portfolios and the variety of different ways that the technology can support teaching and learning and 
preparation for career after graduation, you know, we very often get asked this question of, you know, well, you know, we want students to be able to create these learning portfolios, but we also want them to have this kind of showcase portfolio. And, you know, how are we going to manage that? And, and, you know, Jeff and I, well, and uh, (laughs) all of the kind of evolution that's happened within our product, that it's always been, you know, a space for students to be able to create really as many kind of separate e-portfolios or, um, you know, collections of work and experiences that they may need to, to share with different audiences. So um, even though this question comes up so much, we're always like, well, you know, this, this is how we've solved this. You know, we make it really easy for students <laughs> to, you know, create whatever they need and, uh, you know, that they can easily kind of copy and move things from one portfolio to another. They can add new pages. They could duplicate the whole thing and then go in and make modifications. But I'm curious if you could share a little bit about uh, within nursing what some of the um, practices are specifically for your students if they are developing a portfolio that has more of this kind of um, in the field kind of story storytelling element and then you know what that might look like as they're creating a different version that they may want to share with other people. Right. So so I mean that that traditional model that they have um you know you put in that brief resume you you say your experience per se um I do believe you might have multiple showcase portfolios because depending on the position you're applying for, you do need to match to right. the position, right? So so right, that right. you might have certain areas that are the same, but ultimately your goal would be there um, as to what you want and then supporting evidence as to how you would be qualified to do that some of the, you know, looking at the employer's website and what are their core values. For instance, one of our hospitals values integrity and communication and patient-centered care. So if you address their core values, um, then that would be the best way to do that. Now, I do... So here's my question, though. This is my question, because mm-hmm. HR, in theory, is not supposed to know what you look like, right? Mm-hmm. In theory. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I, truthfully, one of the best things I would think would be to have, you know, maybe a one-minute introductory video, being that digication, you can... um you know, video actually straight through um, the computer itself mm-hmm. and upload that. I mean, yes, you can use your phone and you can upload things, and and but would that be accepted? That I don't know um, because I'm not in an HR department. All right, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, um, and I think it's an important conversation, and I think it's one that you know I will continue to kind of evolve over time with with technology and vary by different fields and organizations and and what's accepted. I mean, I think we know now 
whether someone is submitting or a resume or a link to their portfolio that the ability to simply Google someone and see pictures of who yeah. they are or yeah. Yeah, their, how they live and breathe on a variety of different social media platforms. You know, that that's the reality that yeah. we live in now that it's very visual. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's a, it's an interesting conversation and it'll be, um, something, you know, to continue to watch and respond to. And I think the more open conversations we're able to have with the organizations Mm -hmm. that, that we know may be hiring from our programs and institutions. And, you know, what is it that they value knowing about these uh, potential candidates? You know, what are, what are they hoping that they can capture about them from their, you know, about me or their cover letters or their (laughs) resumes so that, that the kind of coaching and mentoring that we give the students is going to be, um, you know, in line with what the employers are, are looking for. Yeah. And you spoke a little bit earlier too, that some of the students, um, as they may be going through the, the process of creating these more, um, uh, kind of different versions of their career oriented portfolios that they, they may actually be creating more than one and, um, that they have the ability to kind of shape and model and kind of pull evidence and experiences that align with the very specific kinds of job opportunities that they may be applying for. Um, which is lovely to hear. And I think a real asset with some of the, the customization available. Yep. And, and the one actually, um, if they could do a visual, I would think they should do something of what's called that elevator statement, right? If, if you see mm-hmm. somebody in an elevator who would hire you and in one minute or less, tell them why they should actually hire you or interview you at least. Um, and that would be mm-hmm. a great opening right? Um, if the visual was part of what you could do, uh, because mm-hmm. it just makes sense. You know, that quick, you know how most humans are. They're like, okay, let me see in two seconds or less. Should I keep watching? Right. <laughs> um, right. Right. And then yeah. somehow incorporating, if you can, besides the hard um, resume, the, that you're demonstrating soft skills, right? Because most employers really, they say they can train all other types of things, but not necessarily the soft skills if you don't come with those. So, so that might be something right. in all those right. other portfolios. Absolutely. And, and how you might have, um, you know, a, a fit with the other colleagues within the organization or really bring in a new perspective that they desperately need and don't have yet. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these are things that I think would be incredibly hard to gather from, you know, bullet points on a resume, but I think that we have the ability to, um, you know, get quite a lot of that information that we're looking for from sometimes these very brief 
but media oriented kinds of um, storytelling, you know, where we're sharing mm-hmm. a little bit about who we are and why we believe we would be a, a good addition to a team and what skills we bring to the table. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's a lovely perspective and one that, um, you know, as you're kind of continuing to, you know, I, I believe be a kind of trailblazer in e-portfolios within the nursing field to kind of keep pushing at the edges of what, what this technology can do for your students while they're moving through your courses and in their clinical experiences. Um, It's a beautiful thing that you've developed this community for the students to provide mentorship for each other. Um, I did want to touch on one other thing that you mentioned earlier about, and I believe you said you've already started to do this, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's something that you're planning for, but have you also started to invite um, alumni to take part in some of this mentorship as well? Okay, we um, asked the graduates of of the spring semester um, to come back and share things about testing, about studying, about getting ready for the program and what to, you know, do those type of things. And so they came back and created some videos and we asked a variety of cultures um, to do that. And, you know, some came directly into school um, and we set up Mm -hmm. the cameras and did it that way and did it, you know, that a few of them were there together for support. We'll be meeting as a group soon because we're going out to either lunch or dinner. um, And I've been sharing how it's worked. It has been supportive. We did have one student create um, the way he passed NCLEX. he did it while he was sitting in his car. It was very, it was a funny video, but it was right on. It was just, yep, that makes so much sense. So that was something shared with all the faculty and then they could choose to put it into their Blackboard shell. Um, but I have the video mm-hmm. when I talk about the digication future, um, you know, that it would happen. So, so that's what we're doing. There are graduates from the past um, who have said they're willing to help and meet either in person or virtually or how we want to do it. Um, We just have to have more of a structure too, uh, to, Mm -hmm. because our curriculums have changed. So, so in the sense Mm -hmm. of if, somebody from a previous curriculum wants to mentor someone, we just have to be a little careful um, as to, well, let's just run through what mentoring really means and what you would be sharing and what, you know, might've been changes and that type of stuff. So that's a ongoing process, but definitely we don't have a nursing alumni association, but we do have 
nurses connected on Facebook. So, you know, most of them, we don't friend them as educators when they're in the program, but after um, they graduate, if they'd like to, and, and even if they don't graduate and they, you know, move on to something else, if they'd like to after, um, they're welcome to ask to friend any of us. And, and many of us have quite a few followers. And so in that way, we've stayed connected. So it, it looks like it's going to evolve into a more formalized um, way. Right now, we just track people. Have you passed NCLEX? Okay, where do you work? How long do you work there? You know, that kind of stuff. Right. But now it's it's moving into some other areas. Um, and, you know, can I, like I say, with that, that larger um, e-portfolio collage, let's call it a collage of mentoring, mm-hmm. um, you know, that ha- that does have potential. All right. And again, you're inspiring yeah. me to, to keep keep moving on. With this. <laughs> <laughs> I have the contacts. Now yes. I have to move them into digital. <laughs> yeah. well, so. uh, I have uh, all the faith that you'll be able to um, keep moving that that forward, Lily. Um, and I know we're getting close to the, the end of our time, um, but I did want to touch a little bit on the assessment of the student e-portfolios as well. We spent a good bit of time talking about the mentorship. It, at some stage, um, are these uh, e-portfolios going through any kind of formal assessment process? We have some nursing programs that use them um, specifically for, um, you know, assessment towards professional practice standards and learning outcomes, and in some cases, some program level kinds of accreditation activities. Is that something that's happening within nursing at Three Rivers as well? Um, Our focus more at Three Rivers has been the general education assessment to bring it across Mm -hmm. the college. Um, That was Mm -hmm. our push um, with Ken Barfield and and, um, Mike Stutz and Terry Delaney. We pushed it in that way so that, yes, we're assessing um, artifacts related to science or any of the general education courses that nursing has had. Um, We did change the curriculum from a three-credit course to a one-credit leadership course. So that, in essence, in nursing, that changed the um, assignment to some degree to respect student time. So the assessment is there, but it's more informal. Um, Is it growing? Reemerging again? Yes, of course it has to because accreditors now are asking to see authentic assessment, right? Authentic assessment. So no longer can you just say our NCLEX pass rate is always above 90 or 100%. Um, Here are our mountain measure reports. You have to say, well, what artifacts or what reflections are you choosing to demonstrate? authentic assessment. And in that case, um, digication comes back to life in that way. And um, I just, anybody who's listening to this, I do want them to understand that there's an (laughs) ebb and a flow to the process. Um, 
And again, it has to do, I mean, when you, you know, um, faculty change positions and, and especially in nursing, faculty might go back to practice because it's a different pay differential. So um, mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's a, there's a training process and a, a um, you know, excitement process about using this. And we've passed accreditation. So, you know, eight years from now, not quite, that was a while ago, you know, it keeps reemerging. Yeah, what is our authentic assessment? Um, and so that's how curriculum meetings go. So it is reemerging yeah. again. Yeah, but, well, um, and three you're right. it is, it is an ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Three Rivers definitely, um, we do have that five-year cycle of all the elements of the gen ed assessment. And, you know, where science is diligently putting in artifacts for the whole college to review um, in January. And then we'll move on to our next set of, you know, in May and that type of thing. And that's been a fun process um, for faculty to learn that assessment is part of um, teaching too and also to see yeah. that we at three rivers treat assessment in a positive way that it's not meant to penalize any instructor you know if if the class it's not a class assessment of a person right it's a let's look at the college the program and areas we need to to show and let's say for instance when we looked at communication artifacts um you know public speaking and we looked at those and they were they were in digication it was fun to review the outcomes became okay we need this better equipment we need to structure the assignment differently not who wasn't doing what so really assessment right. needs to be thought of in a positive way in a growth way so that's that's where we are at Three Rivers right now. And we kind of think about it with, um, you know, being able to draw from that data. It's, you know, one other piece to the story, right? And it's often this mm -hmm. data that gives the, you know, the kind of information that's needed to make decisions that are going to create the best opportunity for the students. And that might be that, you know, budget changes need to be made to allocate more for resources to improve classrooms, et cetera. So it's, it's often, um, you know, when everything gets pulled together, it's really not a story about um, an, an individual. It, it's really about how all of the pieces come together. Um, and the, the data can actually show that quite, quite clearly. And, and Three Rivers has so much that has been collected, you know, since 2014 <laughs> as evidence <laughs> of the, the student learning across general education through that time period. It's really remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for, for touching on that. And you remind me of the our login too. So our login it's is tied directly so that there's not multiple logins. I mean that came through in through our system. But the other thing is that if you are a graduate now or an alumni, you have the ability to save your portfolio. 
right? Which um, is something that is very valuable. And when you talk about the future and, and career portfolios, the ability to, to go back and see that if you're moving on to a different, different um, position or if you're moving into the BSN program or the MSN program later on, that having that ability to not only have your portfolio while you're in school, but have your portfolio um, as an alum too is is an excellent um, opportunity that we have through Digication. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we created this technology, um, myself and um, co-founder Jeffrey Ann, it, we always had this knowledge that it's important for the students to be able to have all of that evidence of what they did while they were a student as something that they can continue to hold on to and that they can continue to go back in and refine and share as they need to. And I know you mentioned within nursing that there's, you know, some requirements in continuing your professional development and having a space where you can keep adding evidence of what you've done and reflections on those experiences so that when you are up for those kinds of renewals or recertifications, mm -hmm. that it's material that you can all um, get back to and, and, you know, download if you need to, or share publicly if that's appropriate. And um, so we've really paid a lot of attention into trying to make um, something that will be valuable for students after graduation as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much, Lily. It was wonderful to connect with you today. I really thank appreciate you. this time for us to kind of go down memory lane a little bit and also celebrate what you've done <laughs> and brainstorm some new ideas too. Uh, I can't wait to see where some of these new plans of yours go. And we'll have to connect again in the not too distant future and see how things are evolving. That sounds wonderful. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Take good care. This concludes our conversation. To hear our next episode, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The Digication Scholars Conversation series is brought to you by Digication a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.